Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at SKNR.net. You can also catch us each week at uh, Pinal, P I N A L Central.com, keyword Skewed, where we have our uh, game reviews and articles in the eight newspapers that make up the uh, network. We have our quarterly magazine, Skewed and Reviewed the Magazine. We're actually starting work on the September issue, which will be out later in the month, uh, later in September, because we want to make sure to cover PAX Online. And of course, last but not least, we have the radio segments I do on BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM. You can catch the simulcast up every Friday, and uh, you can also catch it on their page, KSW.com. Just follow the links to. Uh, BJ's Geek Nation, and you'll find it. So I am joined, as always, with uh, Justin and Michael, and we're going to cover everything in gaming, movies, pop culture, and so on. And this week, we're going to recap some of the big events that have happened. We're going to have a look at what is coming up next week, as well as some rumors, and then uh, delve into a few more things from the world, movies, games, television, and pop culture. So Starting things off, last, uh, but not definitely, uh, week we talked about a fandom that was coming up, and that happened yesterday, and this is the online event that DC has put together, uh, consisting of a lot of the content they would normally have at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, this year they had planned it as one big two-day event, but they had to split it up to do it as essentially uh, Saturday with reruns today, and then in September, I believe on the 12th, they'll have some of the other off-track uh, programming dealing with some of the television shows on the CW, uh, comics, and of course, fan-related content. This um, track that they had the other day dealt with mainly the, uh, I, I guess the safe way to say it would be the high-profile stuff they definitely wanted to make sure everybody watched. And uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll just start off with Justin. Why don't you tell us what you saw and what you were impressed with? Yeah, so uh, I think number one thing I was most impressed with was the uh, the Batman trailer. Um, this is the movie that's been in, in the works for quite some time. And it, it kind of came out of, uh, uh, I think they originally intended for it to be starring um, the uh, the Batman from... You know Batman vs Superman and uh, Justice League, but uh, after I think the reception of the DCEU movies, um, they sort of let Matt Reeves kind of take it into his own direction, and uh, I think it's kind of more of a standalone kind of deal, kind of similar to how they treated the Joker movie. Um, this is Matt Reeves's own interpretation of Batman. Uh, it takes place fairly early on in his career. Uh, I think they said that it's the second year that he's been Batman. Uh, so he's relatively young, he's relatively unknown, uh, and I think that's kind of an interesting period in the, uh, um, you know, in in Batman, just because it's, it's before he's uh, kind of widely accepted as a hero, and they even, in an interview at uh, Fandom, spoke about how uh, the city doesn't know what to think of him yet. They don't know that he is a hero to them. He's more of just like an unknown quantity. Uh, a lot of them sort of fear him because he's kind of, uh, of they see him as just a vigilante. Um, 
And, uh, I, you know, as an aside, I've always been a pretty big fan of Matt Reeves' work as a director and a writer. He worked on the previous two uh, Planet of the Apes movies, which were pretty great. And then, you know, before that, uh, Let Me In, which was also pretty great. Um, he's, he's an absolutely just stellar visual director. And, you know, in watching this trailer, I think uh, he's definitely exuded a style that uh, hasn't really been done before in Batman uh, reminding me much more of like the uh, very gothic sort of dark um, interpretation not like dark in the sense that you know a lot of these other DC movies have been but more just in in general um, you know it almost reminded me of seven a little bit mm -hmm. uh, in that sort of visual style uh, but uh, it definitely doesn't look like the other DC movies that have been out there. So that's kind of refreshing as well. Uh, it seems to also maybe star, uh, the Riddler as the, as the primary villain, uh, among other, uh, Batman characters such as Catwoman. And I think the penguin is also supposed to be in it in some capacity. So, uh, I'm very excited for this It's probably like the number one thing I saw at fandom. Um, and it's definitely a thing I'm watching the most, uh, beyond that, you know, I think, uh, this, the the other thing that impressed me quite a bit was the um, the uh, Gotham Knights trailer. Uh, I spoke about this last week that there was some speculation that the team behind Arkham Origins would be announcing their video game, and that ended up being exactly correct. Uh, this game is, um, you know, kind of their own interpretation of, of Batman as well. It's not a sequel to the Arkham series. It... Uh, you know, supposedly, uh, I'm I'm a little skeptical that um, of the premise that Batman is dead. Uh, I'm I'm guess I'm just gonna go and take a wild guess that one of the the uh, twists in that game is gonna be that he's not actually dead. But uh, you know, the premise of the game is that supposedly Batman is dead, and you play as the four um, you know popular Batman characters: uh, uh, Batgirl, um, Nightwing, uh, Red Hood, and uh, the Tim Tim Drake version of Robin. Uh, and you can play a two-player co-op. Um, you can switch between the characters, which is pretty cool. Um, and is supposed to be a very large section of, of Gotham City. Uh, it, uh, I think the primary villains are supposed to be the Court of Owls, which is also a pretty interesting, uh, relatively new uh, comic arc from, from the Batman comics. So I'm pretty excited about that. Just in general, the game looks pretty great, and uh, I'm pretty impressed with it so far. Uh, beyond that, you know, I was a little disappointed with Rocksteady showing, to be honest, just because, um, you know, two things. I'm not super. I've never really been a huge fan of the Suicide Squad, just as a, as a superhero team. Uh, well, they're not really superheroes; they're antiheroes. But, um, you know, beyond that, you know, the game is coming out in 2022, so that's over a year away. Um, and the the trailer they showed was entirely CGI and no gameplay at all. Um, so. You know, I was a little disappointed by that. It just, it didn't really wow me. Um, and, you know, given that it's coming out in so far away, like, I I was sort of just expecting more, especially because we haven't heard anything from Rocksteady since uh, the release of Arkham Knight, which was, you know, five years ago at this point. So I was a little disappointed about that. But, you know, other other than that, it did, it did look okay. Uh, but definitely the two Batman things I think impressed me the most, and you know, uh, overall, like I think it was a uh, is a pretty good showing. And Michael, your take, please. 
Yeah, so I'm going to touch base on those similar things, too. I mean, with the, um, specifically the Gotham Knights video game, I, I thought it looked really good. The combat looks very similar to um, the uh, the Origins, Arkham Origins, and the Batman Origins um, gameplay. So it looked, it looked good. I like that it's going to be single-player focused with a co-op um, addition to it, which hopefully means that they'll continue to be able to drive that single-player uh, story experience but maybe allowing drop in and drop out co-op, uh, which is what it kind of looked like. But they, they showed off some pre-alpha gameplay. Um, it looked pretty good. I mean, considering it's pre-alpha, I know, I know it doesn't come out until 2021, but considering it was in pre-alpha, it looked pretty good. We got to see a little bit of Mr. Freeze um, in that pre-alpha gameplay. Um, and again, Mr. Freeze is a, is a great character, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The other interesting thing about the Court of Owls is there's some speculation I've read, which makes sense, is that in order for Bruce Wayne to infiltrate the Court of Owls, he would have to fake his death, and that would be the reason why he would fake his death, would be because that would be the best way for him to infiltrate the Court of Owls. So it's it's a very interesting. I, I agree. I don't think he's really dead. There's even been some hint that he might become a playable character towards the end, but again, this is all speculation and rumors. Um, but it would make sense that you know they would kind of maybe bring him up towards the end and allow maybe allow him to be a playable character in addition to the four um, that you're going to get to choose from. You know, I'll be interested to see if they're scripted stories with the co-ops so is it uh there are certain areas where it's you know nightwing and and uh robin playing versus batgirl or red hood or do you get to play one character throughout your entire solo experience and you, you play through their story arc or is the story arc broken up into chapters i mean there's a lot of those questions uh unanswered but i i think from what i saw it looks like it's it looks pretty fresh um it doesn't just look like a a reskin of their earlier you know batman games um, has a lot of the same kind of fluid action, which is something I've liked about those games. And again, I, I'm always, uh, you know, I, I'm always excited when it's more story-driven. So I'm hoping, again, that it'll be more of a solo experience with the co-op kind of dropped in to allow for people to play through it, but allow you to continue those story arcs individually. So yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. As far as um, Suicide Squad from Rocksteady, I agree completely with what Justin said. I'm not a big fan of Suicide Squad. Um, you know, you know, the movie was okay, but you know, as far as the the characters, again, I'm not, I'm not. It's not that I disliked characters. I just don't. They just don't really interest me that much. Um, I know, you know, being able to play as Harley Quinn or or Deathstroke or some of those things, maybe that's a a draw for you know some folks. But really, you know, and it's hard to say. It's another. Um, looks like they had, you know, uh, you know, four four or five characters maybe. You know, my question is: Is this going to be a, a co-op game? Is this going to be a single-player game, um, multiplayer? You know, we don't really know. But again, if it's if it's from Rocksteady, we would hope it's going to have a, a fairly good story arc to it, with a pretty good single-player experience. But again, not not really all that excited about it. You know, maybe I'll change my mind. But again, that that character, those that those stories and the the anti-hero characters, just I just never found them all that interesting by themselves yes they are great additions to um the the other storylines are great additions to the batman story arc and and the joker story arc and that sort of thing but again from a playable perspective i, I just really don't have the interest so between those two games obviously the um gotham knights seem to be strike much bigger a much bigger chord with me uh, but i guess we'll kind of see how things go um, we got to see a little bit more of the 1984 uh, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer um, with Cheetah being introduced, um, showing her off. 
uh, that game, uh, that movie still looks phenomenal. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and again, there's some reference to parachute pants and, and other 80s uh, fashion uh, questions uh, that that are. It looks like it's going to have a little bit of the humor that the original kind of brought to the to it as well. So so yeah, that looked great. Uh, as far as the new Batman, I thought it looked gritty and dark. Uh, you know, I'm still not convinced on Robert Pattinson yet. Uh, again, I liked the preview. I think I like the tone of it. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see how he portrays that character. I mean, to be, I'm a, I'm a bit jaded, I guess, just because um, I, I just think that their their choices of Batman have been pretty much kind of lacking the past, you know, uh, the last time they did this. So I'll wait, and I'm going to hold off judgment. I mean, again, the trailer looked great, but how he brings that Bruce Wayne character um, to the forefront and, and how it's portrayed, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good show. I thought they showed some pretty interesting stuff off. Again, the uh, Knights, uh, at first I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if playing secondary characters will be that much fun, but the more they showed it off and the more interesting it got. So I'm looking forward to that, and we'll just kind of see how the next uh, uh, you know couple of months go as we get deeper into these things. They did a good job with the movies, I think. Uh, the Wonder Woman 84 was, uh, I think, very good in that they kicked things off with it, and it set a very nice tone and energy for the uh, rest of the day, I think, ending up uh, a big chunk of the programming. There were still some things, but uh, the Batman preview was actually, it, it was much better than I expected, and I think that's been the one that's generated, by and large, the biggest chunk of buzz uh, switching to the other films, I thought Black Adam, the cinematics that they showed, even though they haven't begun filming yet, was interesting. And then I have to say James Gunn's The Suicide Squad looked significantly better than uh, the previous one. I think the extremely large cast uh, is going to be very impressive. And then the behind-the-scenes stuff where they came out and said, think of it like a giant war movie, uh, has potential. And, of course... Uh, with his take on action, with his take on humor, I'm very curious to see what they do. And I kind of get the feeling they are not going to go for a PG-13 on this one, but, you know, we will see. I also thought it was very interesting. Um, you know, the PG-13, I think we could take a good look at the Birds Prey film and how it underwhelmed at the box office. And there's been those who said the R rating definitely held back uh some potential but that's a story for another day uh the games were interesting i i think the suicide squad one surprised me from the fact of it's not coming out till 2022 currently these are both going to be games on the next generation systems um you know why did you choose to do it now when next year would have been perfectly acceptable so i think there's uh a case of that they're trying to build some buzz around that and my thought was, you know, that's something you could announce right around the time that you start actively pushing the movies. But who knows? Who knows? I think that is, uh, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. And then you had the other stuff that I thought really kind of flew under the radar. Uh, one of the interesting things was the fact that earlier in the week, they mentioned that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton would be returning to play Batman in the new Flash film which um you know is going to have the flashpoint motif in it and then looking at the flash tv show now there had been a lot of talk that they had not finished 
uh, season six. And by the way, the season six DVD set comes out this week. Um, and that as such, they had to cut the season short. And we know other shows like The Walking Dead that had to do that. Well, they said during the panel, they only had one day of filming left. They were about 85% done with the final episode for the season when the shutdown order came in. So this kind of gives you an idea just how serious the studios were um, taking this thing. This was, you would sit there and say one day left, they could have said, okay, let's you know scale things back. Let's do this. Let's just shove this through and then be done. But they didn't. They immediately shut it down and there you go. So it, go, it goes to show you just how serious everybody was taking this thing even people who said hey we aren't done with our projects and that sort of thing um then you have the snyder cut of the justice league which i think it's going to have a bit of a backlash in that they mentioned that it's going to be aired as four one-hour movies essentially on the hbo max service now there's no talk of how far apart they're going to be but i've already heard some people say this sounds like a blatant attempt to keep people subscribing to the service uh, especially when they came out and said for countries and territories that do not get HBO Max, they will find another way to get this to them. And, oh, yeah, after all four one-hour segments have aired, then you'll be able to watch it in its entirety. And there's a part of me saying, well, you'd have to be really naive to think it's not coming to DVD at some time after that. So, you know, if you don't want to subscribe, I guess you could wait. Uh but I think they did a good job. I mean, a, a big chunk of the TV show stuff uh, has been pushed back through September, the fan stuff. But I think they had a very appealing visual uh, with the virtual stage. I think they had some interesting hosts. It was nice to see Will Arnett and Aisha Taylor out there. Jim Lee was always good to see. They had a lot of uh, surprise uh, guests, I think, seeing Linda Carter pop up during the Wonder Woman panel. And I think above all, the casts generally seemed entertained. I know this is all part of their job and they have to come out there, but they seem to have uh, some energy behind this. And so many of these online events have kind of been lackluster. And I felt, uh, you know, they did the best they could possibly do with the um, situation they're in. And it actually turned out better than I thought it would. So be very curious to see what we have down the road. Now, switching gears, this week was supposed to be the um, Star Wars celebration starting on Thursday in Anaheim, and that's been pushed back to 2022 because next summer, if everything goes well, will be the D23 Expo. But as such, this was supposed to be a weekend filled with Star Wars news, rumors, reveals, and more. And there are some people that are saying a lot of it is going to be shelved since you don't have the major event. And there are there others that are saying that we're still going to get some Star Wars stuff because they had all this stuff time to be released. And the most pressing rumor that has been kicking around is that the season two trailer for The Mandalorian is going to drop sometime in the next week. We even heard that there were rumors that it was due last week. Uh, but there was a delay that arose. So, Michael, why don't we start with you? Uh, what do you think? Are we going to see any Star Wars stuff this week, or is uh, it just wild speculation? I, I don't know. I, I would think so. I mean, we are getting pretty close to when The Mandalorian Season 2 is supposed to premiere, or at least getting closer, I should say. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get to see, finally see a, 
uh, a preview of what's coming. I, you know, I think, uh, I think it's the timing would be good. I would really like to, you know, see um, just something out of that. I, I think it's been a while. I think it, it would be just a good, really good opportunity for them to kind of showcase this and get everybody excited for it. So yeah, I'm, I, I think it's, Again, with these rumors, you never really know, but I think it's it's reasonable to think that we would be getting close to the time where they'd want to show off a new a new you know preview of what's coming, um, and obviously looking forward to some of the new characters that they're going to be introducing to the Mandalorian and see where that story arc goes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think if the opportunity is there, I would love to see a little bit more about the Mandalorian. And uh, Justin, your take, please. Yeah, I agree. I think if there's anything that's going to be shown there, it's going to be that. Um... It doesn't seem like anything else that has been spoken about is uh, far enough along to show. Um, and that's really kind of the only confirmed thing that we know is you know, actively being worked on. Um, you know, far enough along that there's actually been filming and been work and editing and things like that. Um, you know, in fact, I think there was a statement by Kathleen Kennedy recently that they're still kind of re- assessing how they want to take the entire franchise forward. So... Uh, as far as active projects, I think the only one we really see is is that. And yeah, like like Michael said, it lines up. Um, I think timing wise, it lines up. So I would not be surprised uh, if we see something. Um, you know, the only other thing I can maybe see is maybe you know a teaser for a video game that would be kind of surprising. Um, but uh, but other than that, you know, or maybe uh, some more of um, the uh, uh, the rogue. Um, the squadrons game that ea is working on that's supposed to come out fairly soon um but like you said you know there isn't really a a, uh, a official event going on right now i think it's just because this was when the event was supposed to be that it would sort of line up and make sense yeah and there were there were rumors that the obi-wan series is going to start filming soon with the cassian Andor one soon after that and then of course you've heard all the numerous rumors of uh you know this is going to become a live action one the latest one i heard was just it's so crazy it was oh we're going to have a live action um thrawn and ezra bridger tv show it's like oh boy here we go again you know just like we were going to see ezra bridger in the last star wars film and you know so on and so forth but it will be interesting because it's such an uh a trick where you say on one hand this is the time to drop it. But on the other hand, there's no event and they didn't opt to do a digital event or anything like that. So who knows? Uh, we do know that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is getting its official full trailer drop on the 26th. Um, you know, we've known the name of this for a while because we followed the rumors. And like, a, you know, someone told me, well, yeah, you may have had it five months ago, but it's official now. So it's news. And I said, well, those Doritos packages that had the logo and name uh, stamped on them that were photos of were all over the internet months ago was pretty much a confirmation for me as well. But uh, it's it's done. Um, it's out. We're going to get a good look at the gameplay and the action uh, this week. So uh, why don't we, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, so it, um, you know, it actually interests me. Um, yeah. I Call of Duty for me, like uh, I'll be completely honest, has um, I haven't played any of the recent games um, for for quite some time. I was a huge fan of the the, the early games in the series, and I sort of just uh, 
sort of fell fell away from uh, from the franchise, so to speak. I definitely respect it as a as a franchise, but it just kind of wasn't my thing after a while. Um, but you know, I'll be completely honest. Uh, I'm a huge sucker for the the setting, the Cold War setting. Uh, so I'm very curious to see where they take it, um, and I'm I'm eagerly awaiting it. And actually, you know, I'm fairly excited to see how you know their interpretation for for that. There aren't uh, a lot of like huge AAA budgeted games that sort of take place in that you know that specific setting. Um, so I'm I I do want to see how you know where they take it and you know, what it looks like and how they kind of iterate on you know everything they've done before uh, for this setting. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to it quite a bit. Um, you know, and that's coming from somebody who uh, sort of got burnt out in the franchise a long time ago, and uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't played any of the recent games, uh, so this actually, you know, I'm looking to see if uh, this will attract me enough to to bring me back into the fold. And Michael, your take, please. Yeah, so I, I've always been a fan of the Black Ops um, series of the Call of Duty games, except for the last one. The last one I was a little disappointed with on how some of the directions they took with it, and it just didn't catch me like some of the other Black Ops games are specifically the first one i think i've played call of duty black ops number one more than i've played any of the other call of duty games um from a multiplayer perspective at least and so the i agree the cold war setting is very interesting you know for me growing up during that time frame you know it's it kind of it'll be interesting to see how they do uh the 80s uh early 90s kind of um time frame uh in that game i'll be really interested to see kind of what the hook is what what kind of what are the kind of storylines behind it so yeah, I think I'm I'm certainly more excited about this uh, Black Ops than I was the last one, um, maybe even the last two. And, and again, I'm I'm hoping they kind of bring back some of the magic that the initial one had brought to the to the storyline and to the game overall. Uh, again, thing with Call of Duty, Battlefield could be the said same thing. Even something like Madden, when they release them year after year after year, you're usually getting kind of iterative. Um, iterative updates at least with the black ops slash standard uh, call of duty we're getting a couple of years in between um for them to kind of flesh out those stories and and that gameplay to differentiate themselves enough from the other call of duty franchises so i look forward to that uh, again i i think um i'm hoping this will kind of bring me back into the black ops um fan space but i'm looking forward to it. it's certainly one that i'm looking forward to playing and i'll really be interested to see you know because we talked about how late this um premiere seems or how late this preview seems to be um when we were kind of speculating because again a lot of times we'd even had hands-on demos at e3 prior to the game being released and now we're just starting to see the see a, a glimpse of what it's going to be uh which is again kind of surprising given how late in the year this is but hopefully that that gave them extra time to kind of work work things out really polish it up and we're going to get to see something really uh, fantastic at the premiere so yeah i'm looking forward to it it's one i hope that'll kind of redeem the series from the last one or two uh, and then really um, kind of bring me back into that um, frame of mind as far as that particular franchise is concerned i've really enjoyed uh the remastered uh, well not remastered it's a bad choice of phrase but the rebooted version of modern warfare i think the addition of um, co-op has been a huge success. Um, I definitely like the co-op missions where you can go together. I wish they actually had more of those because that's what I find myself playing uh, more. I'm not as big into the Battle Royale and stuff, but I like the fact that they had a campaign 
they've had good multiplayer and they've had all these updates come in for free. They didn't make people buy map packs and stuff. So I'm very curious as to what will carry over into the new game. I mean, traditionally, Treyarch has a zombie mode, so I would assume that we're going to see that. I hope that they uh, bring the cross-play over, and then, of course, with that, are you going to see cross-play for the new consoles as well as the older ones? Uh, you know, these are all logistical things that are going to have to be figured out, but I've certainly enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. And then, of course, I hope the campaign is good and that they have a lot of good stuff, um, you know, off the bat and ready to go. The other thing that I'm curious about is what else are we going to be getting? And by that, I mean, uh, traditionally, as we get into Labor Day weekend, we're swinging toward PAX Online, uh, excuse me, PAX West, which is going to be PAX Online this year in uh, mid-September or early about September 12th, I believe, is when it's supposed to start over the nine days. But we do have Gamescom, and Gamescom is starting uh, this weekend, uh, this week, actually. It's going to start on August 27th, and uh, it is free to everyone online. Now, for those who are not familiar with it, Gamescom is um, a, a simplified way of putting it would be the German version of E3. It is held in Germany. It is a very, very large video game expo. It is open to members of the media and members of the public. One of the ways that they do it there is that there are days that are media only, and then uh, it's media and fans. Uh, similar how E3 had done things where they had said, okay, you know, we're going to give the media a couple hours and then the um, public can come in. And then, of course, uh, you know, they adjusted it slightly the, the next year. And what is interesting about this is that um, a lot of people saw all the online reveals and a lot of them have been honestly kind of underwhelming. There have been a lot of online events, but they've been a lot of indie games and stuff like that. And while it's nice that games that would otherwise be overlooked uh, were overlooked, you do have things going on. Like, for example, the Avengers has got its uh, beta going on right now. And I played a bit on the PS4. I played it last year at PAX. And so that's been an enjoyable thing to get to, you know, play newer missions in the game and so on and so forth. But a lot of people have said, you know, as we mentioned, no Call of Duty until now. We saw the uh, PlayStation showcases, the Microsoft showcases that have shown a hint of some of the bigger games that we were all waiting for that we normally only see at E3 uh, and, you know, first. And so with companies like uh, Ubisoft, like Activision, uh, Blizzard, and pretty much all the major players listed as partners uh, for this event, a lot of people think this might be where we start to get some really big news. And so um, let's kick that around. We'll start with uh, Michael. Why don't you start us off? What do you think we might uh, get out of this? Oh, yeah. Gamescom has, start, has started to become one of the biggest gaming shows in the world. I mean, it's starting even we're starting to even Eclipse E3 to some degree. Um, so, yeah, there it's been known that big announcements will come out of Gamescom. The fact that we're a little bit further down the road, closer to the new console releases, um, whereas E3 would have been in July, now we're talking end of August, um, we're, we're closer to when the new console releases um, are gonna be, you know, we're getting more details on them, or we're gonna start seeing more release information. 
So, yeah, I think we'll probably get to see, you know, obviously I want to get to see some Cyberpunk 2077, maybe some updates on that. Um, you, know, you know, those types of games, maybe some of the Watch Dogs stuff, stuff we know is coming out and coming out fairly soon. Uh, I mean, relative to other things. But obviously some more um, behind-the-scenes stuff and maybe on some of the new consoles and, and that sort of stuff. It makes me wonder if maybe going virtual with E3 and, and the uncertainty with E3 even before COVID, uh, Gamescom was going to be more of the place where we'd see more announcements. So I'll be interested to see if we hear more about the new consoles coming out in Gamescom and if we get to see more games that are up and coming for those new consoles. So yeah, I think, you know, again, how big this is becoming and how big it's gotten, the fact that we're closer to release date on the new consoles makes me think that we're probably going to see it be in for quite a bit. And Justin, your take, please. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to predict just because, um, you know, Gamescom is a little bit more variable than, than E3. There's been years where Gamescom was pretty big and there were some real big announcements there. And then there's other years where it was kind of quieter and there, you know, wasn't very much announced. And it seems like Gamescom is sort of treated as like the, um, you know, the backup almost because it's it's a little bit later in the year. And uh, there's certain companies that, um, you know, like Blizzard, for instance, Blizzard, you know, obviously typically uses uh, BlizzCon to announce their their big titles. But, you know, they've actually been fairly involved with uh, with Gamescom over over the course of the last you know couple decades. Um and uh, they, Blizzard has almost never shown up at E3, as far as I remember. Um, that's just one example. But, you know, uh, I think this year there's some pre- pretty big potential for a pretty big Gamescom, just because E3 didn't happen um, this year, and a lot of the, the E3 um, stuff that you would sort of expect to be announced around that time, um, you know, some of it obviously got filtered into the this the company specific events like sony's event for uh for the ps5 announcement um but you know just as a sort of crackpot theory you know just because covid was so disruptive of of everybody it sort of makes sense to me that like that would have uh affected people's preparedness for uh announcing stuff at e3 and given that this is now a few months after e3 was supposed to be uh maybe those people or those studios are now ready, um, you know, given the extra time, uh, now ready to kind of announce uh, some of the stuff they would have announced at E3 if there had been an E3 this year. So uh, that sort of makes sense to me. I have no, I have obviously no proof of that, but uh, you know, given that there's been some announcements that there's something like 20 games that are supposed to be revealed, um, you know, at, at Gamescom this year, it it does seem like it it has some potential to be a pretty big pretty big show uh as for predicting what's going to be shown uh that's that's a lot that's a lot more difficult of a of a question to answer um i think we're probably going to be fairly surprised uh you know i think a lot of the companies we've haven't been hearing a lot from i think uh have some potential to show some of the things they've been working on uh but like michael said you know uh, i think cyberpunk 2077 is a great uh candidate to for you know showing off uh you know what, what's going on with that game i know that they had sort of their own event uh like some cyberpunk specific uh stream like twice in the last like couple months but given that the game is supposed to be coming out very soon in the next few months uh it, it does seem like a good uh place to kind of show like maybe a final trailer uh maybe some more gameplay 
Uh, beyond that, you know, Call of Duty, obviously. I think that's going to be a pretty big one. Um, maybe more from the Ubisoft games that are coming out, like Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think that is potentially going to happen. Um, you know, the other kind of oddball, I'm just going to throw out their prediction that might not be exactly related to Gamescom. But, um, you know, Nintendo does this thing where they usually do a direct um, alongside E3. Like, you know, they don't actually sort of, they don't really participate in E3, but they also kind of quasi do participate in E3 because they do usually do a direct uh, during E3. Um given that we haven't heard really anything from them uh, in a while, at least for their first-party titles, uh, I, I, I'm going to throw out an, a, like an oddball prediction that we could potentially see in, uh, a Nintendo Direct this week as well to get, be in conjunction with, with Gamescom, sort of in tradition with what they usually do with E3. So we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully you know, the, these 20 games, supposed 20 games that are being announced are, are exciting titles, um, and... Uh, you know, oh, one more, one more thing. Uh, the, the, the Doom uh, Eternal uh, DLC will be shown at Gamescom. So that is one confirmed game that we will see that I am curious to see about. Yeah, and my, we've heard rumors of a um, Prince of Persia new one has apparently. There are those saying that there's a new one well into development that has basically been done very quietly and it's getting uh, ready to make its reveal it's also interesting to note we talked about um pax online which is beginning in september tokyo game show is also going to be doing an online convention this year september 23rd through 27th so if you look at it the next month is going to be very game heavy we have gamescom followed by pax online followed by Tokyo Game Show. So quick math, that is 9, 10, 12. It's like 15 days of dedicated gaming content right there. So that will be very curious to see. And it's also interesting to note that Paris Games Week, which is traditionally in October, opted out completely. They're not doing, obviously they're not doing an in-person show and they're not doing any virtual thing. They pretty much have said, kind of like E3, that they're just going to uh, start focusing on next year and going from there. But I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of stuff because let's remember, this is the all important time where come uh, November, uh, people are gonna be doing their holiday shopping. And if you don't think that kids and gamers are not gonna start filling out their want list wish list oh i want to keep an eye on this uh right now that's definitely the case and you know people have always said in the past well what good are these things that come out in february or march and i say remember people are getting cash and gift certificates too and that's the best way to get people excited is to say hey you know rather than worrying about if you have money in the early part of the new year if you have your gift card now why don't you just pre-order the game and be done with it and combine that with two new consoles rolling out, I think it's going to be very interesting. So uh, expect a lot of stuff. I, I do hope um, it is as we predict. It does seem to me that this will be definitely heavy on uh, the major players, not to say that there won't be the indies and the smaller ones there, but I definitely think this is going to be the showcase where perhaps we're going to get something on Diablo 4 as an example. Um, you know, we already mentioned Doom. We've mentioned Call of Duty. Are we going to get the release dates for um, and the pricing for the new consoles? Personally, I think 
it's more likely they will do their own event uh, rather than take part of a thing like this. But who knows? Uh, the fact is we're getting some new game news, and that's very good because, you know, this week we had the long-awaited Tuesday update for Postal 4 No Regerts. That is in early access right now, so you got to play through a second day. Uh, finally, I was able to do that. We had PGA 2K21 come out. And other than that, people are kind of like, all right, what's next? This is traditionally when we see a lot of sports games roll out and, you know, people start looking at packs and there's that excitement of what are we going to see and what's going to be playable on the floor. And everything is different this year, but at least now we seem to be getting to the time when um, the big boys have to start revealing their stuff. They, you know, as we've discussed, E3 has kind of put you on the spot in terms of this is the big game event. You need to have something ready. And I can tell you from many years of covering it, so many companies have been rushing. I've had people say, we want to take part in your Phoenix Fan Fusion panel, uh, but we're rushing to get our E3 content together. Or I've had people say, you know, you can have this, but you can't let anyone film it or anything like that. So on and so forth. This year, everybody got a pass. You're not having to worry about E3. You can release your trailers, uh, your information on your own schedule. You don't have that focus of you have to do it in June, and if you don't, you're going to be you know, very suspiciously absent from everyone else in it. But now you're getting to the point where, hey, if you're going to be doing something before the holidays, this is the time to do it. You've got Gamescom, you've got PAX Online, or you can choose to do it yourself, but now we have a situation where so many of the big boys are going to be focused in one spot and again this is the part where you have to play that can we afford not to be a part of this when all of our competition is there well that's going to do it for us this week folks we covered a lot of ground a lot of topics as we usually do please check back next week we'll have our recap of gamescom as well as the breaking news for the week until then take care stay safe and we'll talk to you later